Hello and welcome back to the Wolf Den. We are very excited to be talking with each and every one of you uh, from our homes to yours. Or if you're on the go, we're talking to you too. How's everybody homes, doing today? Homes plural. We're in three different places, but yeah. Um, yeah. here we are on Zoom, which I know I gave a bad rep last time, but I want to clarify Zoom has been very helpful throughout this time. I agree. Great. You know, I tell people that this podcast is my excuse to make you guys, to force you guys to talk to me every week. I don't love that. I would talk to you without it. I'm joking. We talk plenty, we talk plenty but it has been it has been good for us to share more articles, more marketing things, and and things we might want to bring to the table. Our group chat has definitely been more active lately. I absolutely agree. No, I'm joking when I say that, you guys. Of course, we talk all the time, but I I like this this purpose and this like very intentional way that we come together every week. True. Great. That is great. Yeah. Speaking of coming together and bringing things to the table, should we get into it? Right. Yeah, I, I can. I can say what I'm. I'm bringing to the table this week because it's pretty. It's been a very exciting week for me. I'll be honest. I launched the beta version of my app, Camber, with Maddie awesome. Mayo. Yeah. So, for those who don't yet know, Camber is a brand new app coming to the app store that lets you share all of your favorite places with your people. And really what I'm going to say I'm bringing to the table, cause, cause I could bring Camber to the table any day, any week for sure. But, um, Maddie and I decided we were going to make some really cool, we, we had to, had to make some merch. So we decided to make some dad hats. Um, my dad did not know what a dad hat was. So for those out there, it's just kind of a less structured baseball cap black and it says in white stitching on the front local tourist which is a hallmark and really like one of our slogans at camber because we're all about discovering locally globally and interpersonally so it's not just to a platform to use when you're traveling abroad we really want people to share all of their local favorites and those hidden gems and spots around their their own neighborhoods and their own backyards and discover new places. So it was really interesting. This is going to be an, another Lauren story. It was, it's been really interesting developing an app that's really geared towards travel during a pandemic when we're meant to be staying home. And I think something that Maddie and I, a decision we had to make throughout the pandemic was like, this is actually a really nice silver lining and a blessing where we can incorporate this local element and make that yeah. a really big differentiator really uh in the end and so it, it became something that actually we've embraced quite heavily so the reason i bring up these hats is because though they are not for sale we are going to be doing some fun giveaways leading up to our app store launch coming up uh, after we're completing this beta round with our friends and family so for people who do not yet follow camber on instagram and tiktok please do so at camber app c-a-m-b-e-r APP. And we're going to do some giveaways of these hats. So you'll probably want to follow along to maybe enter a giveaway. And more importantly, you're going to want to follow along. So you know, when this thing hits the app store, because it is it is really fun. Kate and I have had a great time uh, using it and uh, have gotten some really, really nice responses from people who, uh, who saw my Instagram story. Things yeah. from let me get in on this beta to love the branding super cute from from friends. Uh, from all different walks of life. So I think we're all very excited. 
Lauren could bring Camber to the table any day, but <laughs> for now, go follow. You can win a hat and then uh, down the road, you'll want to know when it hits the app store. Yeah, I think, I think I misled people. I was so excited about posting that a few friends searched for it in the app store and didn't find it. And I, I had know. one of those too. I know, oh, well. but you know, that's just generating the buzz now. People are going to be that ex- that much more excited when it hits the app store. So stay tuned. But yeah, totally. I can bring Camber to the table any week. But I think I had to this week because it it has been such a labor of love and something that Maddie and I have held very close to the chest for a long time. And to get to actually share it with people and have people download it is unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And you've been really good about taking feedback too. And I think that's, you've always been that way, but particularly this week, I'm sure a lot of people were sharing your, sharing their opinions with you, both solicited and unsolicited opinions. And to learn how to take feedback is I think a really important part of being a founder. Um, but yeah, I had so much fun. I was going to do things with my day on Monday and then I downloaded the camera beta and I just wanted to add all my places. So <laughs> I spent most of my day doing that, but it was so, so fun. And it's really a nice way to reflect on trips you've taken meals you've shared with friends. I was remembering like, Oh, remember when I went to Monteverde with my roommates and it was really fun to remember, uh, those glimmers of normal life and look forward to getting back to them. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to capitalize on those memories. I think those memories have such beautiful emotions tied to them. And I think people will be really excited to revisit that and then plan the next ones. Yeah, I think it's definitely a strong way to look back, but then also plan for for future trips and and future memories and and use kind of interesting because you're using uh, something that's happened in the past for a friend or somebody that you think has good opinions about where to go and then planning for your future, right? Um, I am curious. Oh, go for it. And I think the timing is really good. Uh, There was some, there was some good, some good uh, rollout and and moving forward in phase news in in Illinois, at least today. And I think people are ready to get out there and, and local and not so local. And so I Mm -hmm. think it's a, it's a, a great time. Have you guys seen the Groupon ad that's like, are you effing ready? We're effing ready. And it's like people shoving popcorn in their mouths and people on cruises and people on water slides, like doing all these levels. I think there are levels of effing ready. I don't know. I don't know if theater is on my list, but this was really aggressive. I'm just asking if you've seen the commercial because it definitely caught my attention, but it was funny. I I really don't need to be like shoving popcorn in my mouth in a room full of strangers right now, but it made me laugh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know we've gone away from Canberra for a second, but I'm just going to say Kate and I have very strict rules about airplane travel to begin with. And I'm, I'm going to throw it out there that movie theaters were not far away from that in terms of you cannot trust the cleanliness of those things. So I'm not trying to get back there anytime soon. Yeah. Movie theaters, Disneyland, mini golf, school buses. um, (laughs) Those are all occasions that you need to shower after in the, Oh, I, mini golf's not really on my. I I haven't had mini golf. Go wash your hands. Before. Mini golf's yeah. fine. Yeah, like a bowling alley. You just gotta go. Oh, bo- <laughs> wash your hands. You're gonna go take a shower after mini you go golf bowling. Absolutely. If you put those shoes on, mini golf is outside. I don't know. I don't feel great about it. All right. Yeah, mini well, golf. I would do even during the pandemic. It's outside. I would do it. I just feel like I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Mini golf. Okay, that could be on. The, the good list or whatever but I still feel like activities like that where there are shared items just make you want to shower before you get in your bed well yeah okay 
Um, I was going to ask you a live question, though, not to put you on the spot. But as I was adding my places to Canberra, I was kind of thinking like, oh, this restaurant in L.A. I've been wanting to try for a really long time, but I haven't been there yet. Do you feel like lists should be comprised of only places you've been and would personally recommend or that you can have things you want to try on your list as well? I think it's it should be both. I think it should be places you recommend and places that you want to go. They're definitely like Maddie and I definitely have a product roadmap of things that are, I guess you'd, you'd say back burner. They're not for the MVP, the minimum viable product that we're going to put in the app store when we launch, but things like being able to have like private public and private lists, I think mm-hmm. will be really important so that you could have like a private one of places you want to try that you're not quite ready to recommend mm-hmm. and maybe some type of toggle, like, or like, like I've been here or I want to try it could be another way to go about it because I I've also thought about that with my list. I'm like some of these places, like I'm dying to go to this one restaurant in LA. I know I have a date of reservation. I'm going that like we're going when you're home, Kate. Mm-hmm. To Austin. Okay. We can tell the people. Yeah. I mean, OSPI. They're going to like stalk us. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we will be there. On... <laughs> Let's give a time and date. Let's name names. Um, no, that's a really good point. The private lists are funny. What if you're a vegetarian, but then on your private list, it's like, I secretly really want to try a high hook cheeseburger, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they even eat the French fries or something. True. But, um, but Pinterest has like p- private and public uh, boards, for example. So why couldn't we do something like that? Nice. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cool. All right. Found your Q and A. Can I? Yeah. Can I, move to, can I move? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this okay. segue. Okay. Um, something that I was effing ready for, and something that I was very excited to do. Um, this week, I went to Wrigley and got to see the hometown Dodgers play the Cubs, and I went with three friends of mine. Um, and it was so normal and it was also a delightful experience for a baseball game because it's at like 25 or <laughs> 33% capacity, something like that. So didn't have to wait a whole long time to get in the stadium. Um, <laughs> concessions were, were easy. Um, and there was actually some pretty solid innovation with regards to concession. There was, there was our favorite thing of, of, uh, the pandemic, there were QR codes, or you could order and then you bring your, your, once you complete your order, you get a QR code on your phone. You scan that at the, at the window and they start working on your order. And so there weren't actually any lines. You could also just go up and order in a line, but that was maybe one quarter of the people were doing that. Um, and it was a great night at the, at the ball field. Um, a little colder than I'm, ex- than I'm used to going to Dodger games in LA. It was maybe, 50 all the way down to 45 degrees, but bundled up, did the, did all the normal things, had a, had a beer, had a, had a dog, no ketchup on those Chicago dogs. Remember? Definitely not. Um, but then the part that I think Kate will appreciate, Lauren, you'll appreciate this too. Um, I knew that Oatly served their frozen yogurt in Wrigley field. Um, it's one of like three field, three baseball uh, stadiums that has it. And so four grown what? men were drinking our, or eating our uh, chocolate vanilla oatly swirl in a uh, little Cubs mini helmet. So it was a highlight. That's so fun. That's I, I didn't so even cool. know they made saucer before you told me that. I love the ice cream. Me neither. Yeah. Where so, can you get it besides a baseball field? I think that's the only place. I think it, it might kidding? have been at Dodger Stadium though. Oh, How was it? Did it you was delicious. It? 
Uh, I mean, you could tell it's not dairy, but it's it's really, really good. Um, what I like about the ice cream is that it has kind of a cereal milk flavor to it with the oats, um, which is my favorite salt and straw flavor of all time. Pots of golden rainbows. Um, and I like that it has kind of that oatiness to it, but it sounds like the sausage yeah. maybe wasn't like that. No, it had a tiny bit of an oaty flavor, more so on the vanilla than the chocolate, but uh, I, I could I could see that. And then uh, it was a great game also for those baseball fans. Uh, it was at part of a doubleheader, and the MLB's made some really nice rule changes. As part of doubleheaders, the games are seven innings instead of nine. Um, and this game ended up in a walk-off for the Cubs, which was fun. Um, mm-hmm. So Dodgers lost, but it's fun to see the home team win. I feel like there's just more energy when that happens, so. Um, it was a very normal night and something that I could easily see myself doing a lot over the course of the summer, just going down to Cubs games. Um, it's a good way to spend a week, weekday night. I feel like super fun. Awesome. What a, I'm so glad you got to do that also because like an MLB game, it's outside. And so I really feel like that, that feels very doable right, right now. I know personally, it's still kind of an adjustment to be around like doing things around a lot of other people still but that sounds like it was set up really really well and yeah outside and yeah made for like a very pleasant experience all around because I know she listens to the podcast I want to shout out Lexi for keeping her Cubs helmet soft serve cup for maybe two years as a sentimental keepsake I don't think she has it anymore but we got $15 seats freshman year and sat in the very back, it was a crazy experience. This kid um, turned around and vomited off, like outside the fence behind us. It was so wild. Oh. And none of us were really paying attention to the baseball, but the soft serve was great. And I, I think the Oatly version is such a cool thing. Do you think that a lot of people knew about that? Like, were there a lot of people getting it when you had it? Um, I, I think a lot of people probably wouldn't even know that it was Oatly. I think they probably would be like, oh, frozen yogurt or, or ice cream in a in a helmet, that's a fun thing to do at the ballpark. But I don't think people were like fired up. We were also uh, not in the lower bowl where I think people who were who are more aware of Oatly would have been more likely to, to yeah, be seated. More expensive tickets. Um, mm-hmm. Do they have normal too though? And Oatly? Or you're telling me every it's all Oatly now? No, I don't think it's all Oatly. I think specific stands were Oatly and we, we sought out the Oatly because we all wanted to try it. Got it. Okay. I do need an explanation though on the thinking behind why, why would they partner with a baseball field for, for this rollout? Um, I mean, I don't know it, 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 this product, I don't think is available in stores. I know there's only ice cream, but I've never seen a soft serve anywhere. Which you, um, I would imagine you need the machine to make it the soft serve. So I'm curious. You I know, think the machine's already there and it's an innovative cool experience for those that want to try it. I, I, I can't say it makes perfect sense to me. It, yeah. I don't give a take. Yeah. There was, was one like, summer. Is the big chill going to get Oatly Froyo? Because I would like that. That'd be really good. There was one summer where I called the Oatly ice cream truck number, maybe every day trying to track it down. Cause that was before it, you could just get it at Whole Foods. And um, I never did it successfully, but I could see them doing a similar tour with the frozen yogurt. That'd be so fun. So cool. So, so cool. Well, I'm going to say I've been a little disappointed because Oatly has this amazing partnership with Starbucks and they're like an all Starbucks nationwide. There's been Oatly shortage. So 
Starbucks has not had oat milk if you wanted that for your coffee. And I'm not a big Starbucks fan, to be honest, but I will go for the Oatly. That's really, uh, really sucks to be Starbucks right now, because I feel like they got a lot of new drinkers when Oatly first arrived. That's the point. Yeah. And, you know, it's really a, what is it? FIFO? No, LIFO. I'm a LIFO Starbucks drinker. No Oatly, I'm gone. I'll admit to that as well. Has to be blonde roast Oatly. That'll, that'll get me to Starbucks. Well, I don't have a great segue, but what I'm bringing to the table is Succession. Maybe my favorite show of all time, which I've been saying Whoa. since I finished the first episode. <laughs> and my friends all make fun of me because I think it's gotten to a point where it's kind of classic for me to watch one episode of TV and then be like, you have to watch this new show. And then I don't even finish it. And my friends are like, what are you talking about? I'm still in season three of blah, blah, blah. And the last thing I recommended but Succession is seriously the best show I've watched in a really long time. The writing is just so intelligent. Pro tip, watch it with subtitles because you miss a lot if you don't. And there's so many clever lines that I think would have slipped right by me. But um, the premise is loosely based on the Murdoch family. It's about a very high power media conglomerate. It's family owned. The dad is pretty much entirely in charge and he's deciding over the course of two seasons which of his four children will take over the company that's that's a simplification and it makes it sound <laughs> kind of boring but the no, it's high stakes it's drama it's really high Absolutely. stakes it's really funny it's produced by will ferrell and adam mckay so i laugh out loud watching these episodes oh yeah oh, it's and so it's just impeccably written and acted and i like that i don't really know these actors from other roles um it's funny. I was watching Cheaper by the Dozen, and one of the actors plays the dad of the stuck-up neighbor. You know how that kid is mm-hmm. on the chandelier and he falls off. Yeah, at his birthday party. Yeah, so Connor plays his kid's oh, dad, and yes. he's also yes. from um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But of that wasn't like a huge part of that's it. him. Yes, what? you didn't know that. The, the friend, Ferris, yeah. like yeah. Bueller. Oh my god. Also, Cousin Greg, who is one of the most epic characters of all time on TV. I told you this. We're getting a puppy soon, and I wanted to name it Greg. Um, He is in Sky High. He plays the kid that glows, and it's such an amazing experience. It's like mine. Oh, like when you put that together. <laughs> yeah, but to go back and watch Sky High now and realize that his sense of humor oh, is Oh, I, I recommend watching Sky High was a favorite movie. in our house. Such a favorite. I love it. And Cheaper by the Dozen, we love for sure. Really good movies. But anyway, so Succession is only two seasons. It's on HBO Max. And I have been watching this since over the summer, I want to say. So I really dragged over. it out because it's so good. And I wanted to savor every episode, but I finally finished. I need season three. And I'm president of the Kendall Roy fan club. I mean, obviously he's like a horrible person, but I just, he can do no wrong in my eyes. And when he suffers, I suffer. That's how I feel. So I'm not I, sure I've I'm not sure I've actually even finished the first season, but I do enjoy the show. I just like, for whatever reason, it's not like super bingeable. Maybe that's why it took you a while. No, it's very dense. It's very dense. You need to like watch it and absorb it. And, and like, I don't know, I used to watch it like at night and then I would need to watch something like a little lighter to, to kind of like unwind from it because it's just, it's a lot, but it's so good. So, so Lauren, I have a question for you. So Kate loves, Kendall, whatever that actor's name is. And she thinks that that guy is the best actor ever. And I, he is. I, he I, is. Did, he I didn't know. Listen, Wait, listen, let me ask just my one question. Second. Okay. Go. So I started watching 
trial of the Chicago seven. And oh, I didn't yeah. finish that either, but I need to watch it. Sasha Baron Cohen and the actor who plays Kendall Roy are like, like partners in crime. And it was very fun to be able to see this guy play a completely different character, a hippie. Um, and I actually think it made me think that he's a better actor than I originally thought. So now I'm going to have to go back to succession and, and go watch him. But are you, I guess you answered the question. You think he's I, so good I had this debate with my coworkers because one of my coworkers and I were, were on team Kendall. We were like, this guy is such a good actor. The fact that he can be the like zombie version of Kendall basically. And like, Oh my God. And our other coworker was so anti kind of just, I guess more in your camp, Maddie of saying like, no, not good, not good. But when you understand what, how he's portraying this shell of a human, it's so good. It's really, yeah, yeah it's really crazy. I mean, I think that first of all, it takes more skill to be emotionless in a compelling way than it does yeah. to be super exuberantly emotional and then little insider tip for you all listening um so I did improv all throughout high school and um I think we've mentioned it in an episode prior but um maybe that eliminates some things about my character I don't know so (laughs) one of the things we would talk about is that like it's the hardest role to be the straight man in the room like not straight in like a sexual sense but just the one who's not crazy like it's super easy there's a character Roman who's like off the walls always saying the weirdest stuff and it's hilarious and he's a great character too but that's a lot easier to play than being the person who's trying to keep it all together keep the trains on time keep everything moving and the fact that uh, Jeremy Strong I think is the actor's name the fact that he does that and is still so memorable like that's a much harder job and I think it's much more impressive I completely agree completely completely there's also fun uh, go ahead. There's fun cameos. Like one of my favorite movies is It's Complicated, which is a Nancy Myers movie. And the daughter from that movie, who doesn't really have a huge role, plays a girlfriend in succession. And it's just so funny because she barely talks in It's Complicated. But when I first saw her, I was like, I know you from somewhere. And to me, if you're in a Nancy Myers movie, I'll love you for life. So she's also good. the other girlfriend who is in Mrs. Maisel. And oh, plays- yeah. She plays the son's uh, wife and she's like converted to Judaism. It's just, they're very different roles. So I love seeing these actors in, in such different capacities. And like you said, Kater, they're not super known. So you almost feel like, oh yeah, remember when that person was in Sky High and now he's in Succession? Totally. And the last thing I'll say is that if you watch the show, you should like stick around or whatever HBO says for the after part. Because the way they explain the inner thoughts of these characters and their motivations and it's usually the creator of the show who does kind of a debrief it's so so interesting so I would recommend watching that after you watch the session I agree well Kate just gave you a really good recommendation but for those of you who are like me and have been experiencing a lot of decision fatigue around the endless amount of content we wanted to talk about Netflix's latest release where they've essentially gone back to a, an old model of channel surfing where you can literally say, play something. That is the new feature. It's called play something to allow Netflix to select some type of content that it thinks that you'll enjoy based off of what you've previously watched. And there is something to be said for that kind of decision fatigue or paralysis where you get onto Netflix and 
you see there's there's an endless amount that you could be watching, but it's hard to pick something and just start. So why not let Netflix make the decision for you? Netflix and sometimes be better than you know yourself, right? Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it's even difficult. The first step is choosing which streaming platform to go to. True. And I find myself Googling so frequently. There must be an app for this, but I find myself Googling like what streaming platform has. It's complicated. And sometimes it's not well, that much. It changes me. all the time. So you're not wrong to do that because the rights change hands. Yes. But I think that this feature makes Netflix a more appealing streaming service in a lot of ways because it's like, okay, I don't totally know what I want to watch, but I'll just go to Netflix because Netflix will decide for me. Um, and Lauren and I have a funny practice where <laughs> um, whenever I'm home, we're going to watch TV. We <laughs> will we'll scoop ice cream. Lauren didn't know what I was about to say and then she figured it out and started laughing. We'll scoop ice cream. But before you scoop the ice cream, you need to decide what you're going to watch. Because to. if you, once the ice cream has been served, I mean, clock's ticking. I'm not just going to sit here and let this melt while we decide what to watch on TV. So I think this feature solves a lot of issues because we like to say the ice cream has been served. And once the ice cream has been served, you can just the content press, has to start. You could just press this button and Netflix will take it away. Because otherwise you have to have the lengthy debate ahead of time, then go get the ice cream, then go back to the TV. Well, yes, because First, the whole premise is, you, well, obviously you need to eat the ice cream while watching something. You can't eat the ice cream before it start, you start watching something. Like totally. the, Yeah, it's dessert and watching. So the feature that I like from Netflix, and I, I don't think this one's for me, but I, I can I can appreciate where they're coming from on it. I really like the top 10 a lot. It's led me to some really good stuff. I sort of peruse the top 10, anything that's like made for me. So not, you know, well, the top 10 has a lot of stuff for kids. So I'm not probably not going to watch that. Although that Michelle Obama thing was pretty, was pretty fun. Um, mochi and waffles or whatever that was. I watched one episode of that. Um, <laughs> But the top 10 done wonders for me. Um, I was just thinking as I, as you guys were discussing some of the ones that I'd highly recommend that were once upon a time top 10, but like maybe didn't make it to like Queen's Gambit status. Cause that one's mm -hmm. obvious, right? Like that, mm -hmm. that became culturally relevant, but, um, Butter Banks this past summer, Lupin a little bit more recently, the one, um, a bit more recently as well. Um, and then my most recent one, um, was about the biggest art heist. I think of all time. Um, it's called This is a Robbery. I just finished it. It's a four part, it's a four part documentary series about the Isabella Gartner art heist in Boston. They sold, they, they stole $500 million worth of paintings, uh, Vermeer's, Rembrandt's, one other notable artist that's escaping me. And it's still unsolved to this day, like 30, 30 something years later, 31 years later. Hmm, that sounds up um, my alley. I've been looking for something to watch. Spoiler alert. It's, I mean, I just gave the spoiler. It's spoiler alert. It's unsolved, but it's still, it's still like very interesting. <laughs> Let me if say the spoiler. Say three more sentences, then say spoiler alert, you're then say the spoiler again. In my mind, I hadn't given it away yet, but I'm sorry. That's okay. I think people will forgive you. Um, did you watch the one? That show looks crazy. Super. Um, it was creepy, but I, I liked it a lot. Wait, what it is it? Do you think it was inspired by Theranos? Mm maybe I, I i can't say no but i don't think so specifically no i think it was um i didn't watch it actually i just saw the trailer but matthew correct me if i'm wrong it's about a woman who invents this technology where with one strand of hair this company will run dna tests for you and then find your perfect match your soulmate and obviously things go awry and people start matching up 
And then I don't know, something weird happens with the founder. But to me, it seemed super med tech goes wrong and the founder's in too deep to apologize or oh my gosh, that sounds so yeah, it gets super, super intense. I won't, I won't, I won't give away any spoilers, but you nailed it. Um and basically I just take a pass at the top 10 whenever whenever Alyssa and I are looking for a new show and Usually we'll give it a try. If if it sucks after one episode and can't get through it, we'll stop and we'll do something else. Like kind of like you say about reading books is like you got to know when to quit. Um, right? Don't you say that, Kate? I do. Sure. Yes, and I did improv, guys. Yes. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like if you're reading a book you don't like, you're not going to want to read. If you're watching yeah, a show don't you don't subscribe. like, I don't subscribe to that. I always have to finish the book to my detriment. Oh, you're okay. right because I don't always finish the book. That's, that's a go. good thing. That's a good thing to just know when to quit. Well, I'm glad you have that that like mental capability. When you say top ten, you literally mean the top ten list. I've never really paid much attention before. Literally oh, the top ten it. list. Um, I mean, most of the time you'll have heard of a couple of things in the top ten because they get chatter either in person or on Twitter, or on Instagram, or, on TikTok. or whatever. TikTok. Relax, John B. Relax, John B. Um, that's from Outer Banks for those who didn't watch. Highly recommend. I think season two is coming somewhat soon, um, which I'm excited for. Um, well, I haven't paid much attention to that, but is it genuinely the same for every Netflix user? Because I learned in a class freshman year the things that say trending globally or I don't know, like high school dramas with a strong female lead, those are really tailored to you based on an algorithm. And it seems pretty objective. Those are objective categories. It doesn't say picks for Matthew, but those are different based on what Netflix thinks you will watch. Well, I think that it's truly a top 10, like in the top 10 in the U S in your mm -hmm. market that you're in. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if it's, it's, if it's dictated to me, I don't know how they can say top 10 and then have it be a top 10 for, and for like, for, for different people. That doesn't seem right to me, but I'm mm -hmm. not mad about it. If it's a little customized, you know, it is customized all the little thumbnails. Of, like, I was going to say, I saw yeah. a TikTok. Well, m maybe people don't know this, but I saw a TikTok that really blew my mind. Netflix tailors the thumbnail yeah. for each show to you. So like, depending on your taste in TV shows, Stranger Things could look like a complete 80s movie. It could look like a coming of age story. It could look like a thriller based on the cover image that they show. And I mean, Netflix as a software service can A-B test all the time and see like, oh, well, we showed Kate this cover for Stranger Things last time. She didn't click it and then change. And obviously the, there's not a person sitting in a room making these decisions, but the algorithm plays into a lot more or controls a lot more than I think people realize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, if Netflix wants a show to be top 10, they can probably get it there by showing it to more people by having it come up. Mm -hmm. So the top 10 is, is not perfect. And, and, but I, I genuinely think that it helps me find better content more often than not. So see, I don't necessarily care that something is top 10. I like when it's making suggestions for me. And I think this play something feature will actually just expedite that process. Cause even as I'm scrolling through the suggested for me, I'm not always necessarily going to click one, but if I said play something, it's probably just going to use those suggestions and start playing something it yeah. enjoy. So Definitely. I'm excited about this feature. I have to test it out, but I, I think, I don't know. I haven't heard that it's recommended necessarily people, what people want to watch, but I'm open-minded. Well, there's a feature for everyone. Um, unless we have more to say, I think we can, I think we can wrap it there. Um, and if you're not following us on Instagram yet, 
at the Wolf Den Pod. He posted a a real throwback of a of a picture the other day, along so with along with uh, a really fire meme, um, a family favorite, and great content. Plenty more where that came from. I yeah, have a folder memes. on my phone called Wolf and Family Memes, and maybe we should explain we should explain what that meme is about. Unless you think we'll get in trouble for no, you. You know that. what? Even mom didn't understand it. I showed it to her yesterday. She's no like, I don't, I don't really get it. And I was All like, right. Kate, explain. But that's because she doesn't get memes, not because she doesn't know the content. No, I agree. I agree. I just feel that for our loyal listeners who want to be in on the Wolf and Family memes, it would be nice of us to explain this one to you. So, yeah. We all grew up playing soccer um, for different lengths of time. There's a legendary story that Lauren, I think it was during your first game. Early in the season, playing co-ed AYSO soccer, took a muddy ball to the face, and that was it for her. She went to ballet, and that was that. Um, Matthew and I grew up, you know, sticking with it for a little longer. Matthew also played basketball, baseball, but my dad coached every team, was at every game. Not mine. Let me tell you, that's probably why I quit. Probably. Well, Matthew and I had the pleasure of having Coach Rick, (laughs) and... um, He and I would have a lot of conversations about how when I was done playing, he was going to be done too. And he wasn't going to be the weird guy without a kid in the league who kept coaching. And um, I felt we were really on the same page about that. And then around seventh or eighth grade, I was done. I played middle school soccer for a year or two, Um, but he was not. And I used to be more judgmental about it, but now I see it comes from such a generous part of himself that wants to teach and mentor. And it's, it's really a beautiful thing. So he still coaches girls soccer. Their team is called the Wolf Pack, and they're a very loyal group of girls. So I would not be surprised if one or two of them might be listening right now. Hello. Hello, Wolf Pack. Hello, Hello Wolf Pack. Pack. <laughs> um, but with his lengthy tenure um, at AYSO Region 76 comes a lot of connections. And, you know, in the pre-pandemic times when we'd be out at lunch, sometimes the neighborhood farmers market small every farmers time. Market. There's oh, yeah. typically someone that our dad knows from soccer, and we don't always really want to stop and chat because we don't know these people. We don't spend our Saturdays with them. So, you know, sometimes you just feel like mm, I'm gonna go on my phone and pretend I'm not here. But that was the context of that meme. We love a little Hillary content and it's all in good fun. If you know us through our dad through soccer, we love you. We'll chat with you and uh, we promise to be social. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Oh, no. for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next time. Bye.